past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're so glad that you joined us here today. As you know, each week we're here to give you the tools, the resources that you need to take control of your career and advance in the way that you want to. Today is no different, and we're excited to have Mark Anthony Dyson with us. He is the founder of the award-winning blog and podcast, The Voice of Job Seekers. So have a podcast veteran joining us today as well, which is great. And he is all about helping the people who are unemployed, underemployed, and underappreciated find their voice and find employment. So we're excited to have Mark here today, and we're going to be talking about how to think like a consultant. And this is not maybe necessarily a new topic, but a lot of people talk about having the consultant mindset or thinking like an entrepreneur, but they don't really go in depth and in detail about how to do that. So we're excited that you are here to tell us more about that today, Mark. Thank you. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So let's start out just by talking a little bit about what this means. What does a consultant mindset mean? And what looks different if someone approaches, say, a a job search with that consultant mindset instead of a traditional mindset? Yes. Well, um, there's a couple of things. One um, that uh, there might be some silent booze for, but uh, and being that uh, a lot of resume writers listen to your show, that uh, uh, focusing entirely all your efforts on the resume is not always the best strategy uh, for approaching the uh, having a holistic um, approach to uh, getting a job interview and winning over employers. In fact, um, even though the resume is a very important uh, piece of that right now, it is still a staple and a must-have. Uh, and uh, for many people, it is a primary foundation of it. Uh, the mindset is not something you can necessarily put to your resume. Uh, you're, you only have a, a snapshot on the resume, uh, but the mindset is uh, a large part of the deal. And really, the difference in if we were to contrast both of them, if you're just approaching it as a job seeker now, um, you're waiting for something to be done to you. Uh, in essence, uh, you're waiting uh, for a lot of job seekers, they're waiting to be uh, questioned, interrogated, and to be scrupled, I mean, to be scrutinized. And um, that's not always the best because. You, it doesn't cause you to take an active mindset with a, an employer where you're looking for the collaboration. Now, you're not necessarily driving the collaboration like the employees, but you're definitely seeing if there is a, a, a mutual uh, opportunity to collaborate on projects that they need to uh, um, go forward with. Yeah, so what you're saying is the idea of starting with 
a, a resume is not necessarily the the problem. Um, starting with the mindset of what are your strengths is a good thing, but then we need to move quickly into thinking about what problems do we solve and and who wants to collaborate with us based on those strengths. Yeah, and you're doing that all around. You're not just thinking about the employer. You're also thinking about your network, right? You want uh, that interaction with the network and you want to engage your network and to gain a new network and to have your ideas out there um, as part of that uh, potential collaboration with an employer, uh, whoever that may be, uh, that it opens up a brand new world of opportunities because then you're getting into the, uh, you're getting into the real work of, of what you want to do, hopefully, rather than waiting around to be chosen, which, you know, doesn't always turn out that well, and most likely it won't if you have that mindset. As a consultant, you're looking for the opportunity to, uh, to bridge a gap between the solutions and the problems. Uh, you want to build a bridge, you want to resolve the problems, you want to learn uh, from whatever problems that you want to solve with an employer. And you want to understand, too, the idea of what, what's working, what's not working. Um, there is a, a, an idea that uh, it's always about just the work, but you want to learn from that because you want to take that along with you in the conversations that you have along the way leading up to employment. And even during employment, uh, you're focusing in on what is working, what's not working, what should I do to tweak it, or should I just leave it out entirely? Those things are, are uh, professional considerations that, uh, that will make a difference in the way that you're being treated and approached as well. And so the conversation that a consultant has with a potential buyer, if you will, of their services or products is a lot more exploratory. It's what's going on, what are the problems, and and not necessarily focused on um, selling themselves because that comes after you figure out what the problems are, right? Yeah, that's right. And you, you, there's a key word there. It should be conversations all the way through, even in interviews. Um, and your guests have said it uh, multiple times throughout the years. Um, it's about having the business conversation. Not that, that you're ready to be interrogated and you're bracing yourself. You're active important part of that conversation because you two are going to choose them uh, and they could decide whether that feeling is mutual uh, it's dating in, in so many words and so many ways that people have said before but uh, that's what it really is it, it just needs to be a mutual that they feel like you're an asset and not just a, a, a piece of the, uh, of the chessboard and so there's two parts here that are different. One is how you find the opportunities. Instead of just looking for openings, consultants are always having conversations with people in, in their circle, in the target company or customer circles. They're always having those conversations and paying attention to what the what's going on, not necessarily waiting for an RFP to come out, for instance. Um, they're having those mm-hmm. those discussions and how they find work is different and then how they go about securing that, that work is different. Sure. 
uh, a consultant really is interested in the outcome uh, because of the uh, because they're presented with uh, this makeup, with these challenges, um, with these obstacles, and they're interested in either the challenge or maybe all of them, removing the challenge, removing the obstacles, seeing how the, that there are viable solutions for an outcome that pleases the employer and also that that adds a, a piece of arsenal to the consultant uh, that they can use next time or use with another client. And that's the same thing with uh, a job seeker who takes that mindset. They're, if they're more interested in the outcome or they take interest in the outcome and you communicate that, um, you, you will you will definitely... Uh, find that uh, uh, people that are aligned with your line of thinking will find that really valuable and want to work with you. Uh, so it won't feel so much of as I got chosen is that we, that there's this mutual fit, and which is what employees look for, right? They look for the fit. Then uh, they look for, uh, like I said, the collaboration. Yeah, well, and as you just said, it also sets us up for the future to think about what the next gig, if you will, is going to look like mm-hmm. instead of just thinking about, oh, I've got this job and and this is where I'm going to be for, for life. <laughs> yes, yes, there's no more. Uh, yeah, and, it, you know, I think you inferred here um, that, there's also the uh, narrative that has changed over the years is that we're we're not going to be uh, it's not a lifelong dance anymore with one employer um, and job seekers who have this consultant mindset understand you know you're there to get the job done it may take five years to get it done or that the job and the objectives of the company. Uh, have changed to where it's a little bit different and you're with them for that long. It's it's possible that being that things are changing that maybe two years or a year is the endurance of a project and unless they have vision for you to carry on, you may have done the job well, but you may have to move on from that. And that's part of the gig economy that people often talk about. Yeah, and it's the same whether you're actually hired as a an employee or a contractor, which I think is sometimes confusing to people. But what you said at the beginning is if they go in focused on the value or focused on the outcome, it's going to be a lot easier to talk about that project when you're done because you knew what the desired outcome was when you went in, and then you can talk about how you achieved that desired outcome when you leave, and you have a lot better story than sometimes people have when they're leaving a position. Right. I think it goes back to what a, a friend of mine said from, from years ago. Um, the resume is about, you know, creating the value on paper, but uh, largely in part, everything else is about demonstrating that value. And that's the thing that, that separates people in, in showing value, proving that you have it, rather than just saying that saying that ideally that you do. Right, right. And we know that that doesn't 
work so well on a, on a resume even today, the more that we can share the outcomes in a tangible way, the better off we'll be in that communication too, which is Absolutely. challenging for people. But if you go into mm-hmm. the story knowing what the desired outcome is, it's going to be a lot easier to tell that story. Absolutely. And I think the whole idea, again, is that you're invested in the ideas of the outcome shows that you're putting, you know, you're putting your reputation on the line as well. Uh, not that it has equal footing or it has equal repercussions if something goes wrong, but you that you care about the company and that you care. And that's why we talk about targeting companies all the time. Who do you want to work with? Who, who, who kind of aligns with what you want to do? Uh, is there, uh, can you get the results from what, what the things that they're working on, things that you're interested in? Well, it's interesting. I was listening to an HR professional last fall talk about how we're trying to move from this economy where it was all about kind of clocking in and clocking out and move to a place mm-hmm. where it's more about, um, what you what you deliver and that it's a better psychological mindset for everyone for the worker for the the company but you know HR departments having a hard time figuring out how to adapt because of course we're so used to the kind of clock in clock out track your hours track those types of things versus tracking your actual outcomes it's it's more of a challenge and so there's good for us in thinking like this, um, mm-hmm. it makes us more productive. It makes us happier at work when we're thinking about what are we helping with, what are we achieving, what are we what are we getting done that maybe feels our soul versus just thinking about and putting in this time and kind of trading my hours for dollars. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking to Mark Anthony Dyson about how you can have a consultant mindset and how that will help your job search. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. 
You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking with Mark Anthony Dyson about how you can adopt a consultant mindset. So we've been talking a little bit about what that looks like and what it means in job search. And Mark, you know, this is something that you help people adopt as early on as possible when they start job seeking, which today is happening Mm -hmm. a lot when people are are still employed, right? So tell us a little bit about why it's so important to, to get to this consultant mindset quickly. Well, I think people are, I think one of the terms that we often use to sell yourself uh, makes it sound like we're going from door to door uh, selling vacuum cleaners, you know. Uh, there's this, we think that we have one shot at it and we think that we have to get them to buy now or we lose the window of opportunity. When really, as a, with a consultant mindset, um, you have a, you're demonstrating that you're not only that you can do the job um, and that, again, that you're proving that you're in, interested in the outcomes and what kind of outcomes and what kind of successful outcomes that you have, but also that you really are interested in helping the company thrive. Um, I think likely people are, are thinking, you know, people – no matter what level of uh, professional you are, um, we're, we're thinking that we're a dispenser uh, and people approach it that way. Uh, when really you're, um, again, as a consultant, you're hoping that the collaboration will bring fruit, uh, fruit for uh, the company and, of course, uh, something that you can leverage down the line. But more importantly, that that uh, you're finding the right kind of collaboration, which means sometimes that maybe, you know, if something is not right, that it's okay to walk away from it. That's not going to work because uh, the, the, the interest isn't there or maybe the tools aren't there or maybe it's not right for your particular skill set. And... Uh, you know, in the past, and I think even now, job seekers are, are hoping to get chosen when really um, you can choose too. And you can choose in a way that 
really fits your skills because right now most people are are coming from you know being employed uh, at least to great degree uh, something that is at least paying their bills but the consultant is going to look for something a little bit more fulfilling to that because they have a much more vested interest in 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 you know seeing things work. Uh, not just from a personal point of view, but they're also uh, um, invested with the company as well. Yeah, and that's a hard thing for us, especially when we're unemployed, but even when we're employed, right? We want to be chosen. We want to be, um, we want to be the the top candidate, and yet when we look at it, it's it's a long-term relationship, or at least we hope somewhat of a long-term relationship, and we don't go into any other long-term relationship healthily <laughs> with that right, approach, right? right? We, we're, we're always thinking about, is this a good fit both ways? And as you said, um, we've seen it as kind of a negative that the employer is no longer um you know, attached to us like a ball and chain, but in other ways, there's a benefit to that because we don't have the ball and chain a- attaching us long term to an employer if it's not a good fit. Right, and I think um, you know most people are not uh, keeping up with job search trends and keeping up with, um, or not thinking about how do I come across to an employer. Um, one exercise that I implement uh, is having people write out a, a contribution contribution statement, um, which you know you're focused on what are you able to you know to contribute to an employer, and it's not just a bunch of skills, but it is an actual I can get you from here to here. And, you know, we often talk about uh, that being quantitative and qualitative and uh, something that's measurable. Um, but uh, once you start to think around those terms, then it really does force you to think much more tactically and technically and uh, think about, you know, giving an employer something a little bit more to hold on to than, you know, that you can do this job. Yeah, and it gives you more something more tangible to hold on to, right? When you're talking about having a conversation, you have um, critical thoughts and, and creative ideas around how you can solve their problems. And I know sometimes people talk about be careful what you share, and they might just be giving you those interview questions to steal your ideas. But I think if you go into any relationship with that kind of mindset, it's you've lost it from the beginning. So, yeah, we need to not spend you know, not be gullible, but if you are really wanting to build a relationship, you're willing to share some of those creative ideas in a, in a partnership discussion with someone before you, before you take that job on. Right. Right. Absolutely. The, uh, um, the critical thinking piece is, 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 you know, I think, where I guess it's critical thinking one-on-one in in essence is that you have also thought through uh, what does the employer want and what would they expect out of you and putting yourself in the employer's shoes and, and from what you know, 
what are their challenges? What are they? What do they deal with daily? What parts are connected to the parts that you're working with, and how will that affect your work? And how will you respond to that? And what kind of response would you want if you were the employer? Those things, those pieces are are pretty valuable intel, right? They are, right. Uh, you know, if you're thinking like the employer, then you can get a clear idea of what you're able, where your interests and your goals and the outcomes will intersect. So if we adopt this mindset and, and we want maybe to be more collaborative and, and to think more, um, I guess, less like a desperate job seeker here, what are some practical steps that people who are job searching or who think about job searching might take to get into this consultant mindset? I believe that uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that works for people who adapt the mindset is that uh, you have been documenting all along uh, in your career or that you've created some kind of document that keeps you uh, apprised of trends and things so that when you're presenting to an employer, you actually have some things you can actually say, I've seen this work by trying these particular strategies, and that's your specific, is that you're not vague, uh, so that they're, they won't look at you as somebody just trying to get a job. They're looking at somebody who actually has ideas and that they've seen, um, seen how they work. And I think, too, it's also good to start documenting and thinking about what hasn't worked and why it didn't work, because you're going to be asked those types of questions. Oh, you know, uh, uh, tell me about a time when something didn't work and how did you fix it? And uh, if you have that documented uh, in some kind of way, that would be great. And I think there's a lot of ways you can do that. It's not just you having a PDF file or, uh, or a bunch of papers stapled. You can use that even as part of your social proof uh, in showing how you've developed ideas and how you've implemented them and how they fail. You don't have to give the company's names, but you can definitely show and demonstrate that kind of value even before you step into the door. And, and that's a good way people get found is they've demonstrated value and now they're interested in, in you know, how did you get to that uh, point how did you create it yeah and gathering those work products and projects and figuring out ways to be able to share them is so important for any kind of, of job search and any kind of advancement right when you're talking as a promotion you always have to be able to share that proof so mark we're almost done with our time today it's gone so fast mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i want you to be okay. able to take a, a minute here and share with people how they can get a hold of you how they can follow you where they should look you up if they want to hear more of your great ideas and wisdom for their job search well i certainly appreciate the opportunity people you could find me on the major um, social networks, either by Mark A. Dyson or Mark Anthony Dyson, or you can contact me through the voice of job Uh, there, there's a little speak pipe, um, button you can press on the right side, uh, that will activate your 
laptop mic, uh, and uh, also contact. And you'll find other contact information there as far as phone and text. And yes, uh, I do respond to the text as well as the phone call. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this great information, and um, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Listeners, if you're if you're here, make sure you connect with Mark, Mark A. Dyson, D-Y-S-O-N, Mark Anthony Dyson, mm-hmm. Twitter, and as he said, at the voice of job seekers. If you're sticking around, we'll be back here in just a few minutes and talk through some more of these great ideas and how you can adopt the consultant mindset for success as an employee, as a leader, if you want to advance in your career, we'll talk about all of the ways that you can use this concept to help your career. So we'll be right back in just a few seconds. But thank you so much, Mark, for sharing with us today. Well, thank you. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Mark Anthony Dyson about a, uh, having a consultant mindset in your job search. And 
this is kind of that idea of consultants out there, and maybe you're not familiar with that many, but many consultants or most consultants don't necessarily wait for there to be a quote-unquote opening. And in that consulting word, that world, that might be a, a request for proposal, right? They don't sit around waiting for an organization to put that out. They're kind of always hustling, talking to their network, seeing what's going on, talking to their former clients, former partners, collaborators who might know of opportunities that are coming up. So maybe they can get the inside scoop before a proposal is put out there, um, find out about a proposal that they might not have found out about otherwise because they are talking to their network and, and seeing what's going on in the industry and the space that they're in. And this is the idea that Mark's talking about in job search, that instead of waiting for a opportunity to be posted that then you're trying to quote unquote kind of sell yourself for and and competing with everyone else who's seen the same opening that instead of doing that we're taking this more proactive approach of networking and staying in touch with our industry friends leaders colleagues so that we know things before they happen and this gives us that opportunity to research them, to have conversations, to really see if it's a good fit, to discover what the opportunity is all about, what do they really need. So if we do submit a a resume, it addresses those needs. It doesn't just address maybe even what's in the proposal, right? The best um, scenario for a consultant is that they have some inside knowledge so that when they submit their information it has insight that no one else might have because they've had this opportunity to have conversations with folks they know more about the the proposal than maybe is what's posted and they can address those needs in a different way in their proposal and of course hopefully they've already had the opportunity to have conversations with people and have that in in terms of being the known quantity to to get that proposal. So this all sounds like a lot of work for a job seeker, right? Maybe you think, well, Marie, this is why I'm not in business for myself is because I don't want to go through that process. The, I guess, kind of hard truth about it is that you're going to have to do something either way. You're either going to apply to a lot of open positions, just like a consultant who only applies to posted RFPs. You're going to have to go through a lot of door knocking to find one that's a good fit because you're playing a numbers game. When you're doing it the relationship-based way and the discovery-based way, the consultant-based way, if you will, you have that opportunity to figure out what's a good fit before you submit the RFP. So it's less time in that step because you're having those conversations. And you also have this network and set of opportunities out there that are cultivating because you're having these conversations so that hopefully you don't ever have to be without, right? That's the idea behind this. And I'll see kind of advertisements from my fellow colleagues posted about never look for a job again. And that that's really the ultimate goal is that you are 
nurturing your relationships, you're paying attention to trends and opportunities and and having these conversations so frequently that it's somewhat becomes effortless, right? It becomes natural. And that then you're never stuck having to do the cold call piece because you have built those relationships up in in that world. This is something that business owners and consultants do all the time. Thankfully for you, if you are an employee, you can do a little slower. You don't have to have all that pressure. You don't have to go on the roller coaster of, of income that those folks, us business owners, go through. It And if you do some of this work, you'll have a much better outlook for your long-term career than those folks who just sit back and, and do their job. So as a job seeker or someone who's thinking about making a move, what's the first step is to start having these conversations. Start talking to people about what's going on. Where are the gaps? Where are the needs? Where's change happening in your industry? And it doesn't have to be about finding a job. In fact, it's best if it's not about finding a job. It's just about understanding what's going on discovering what those pain points are, discovering where the gaps are. And, you know, and, um, Mark and, and others in our industry and and all of us talk about how sell yourself is not the right approach, but I think actually what the problem is is how we define sell yourself. We think about that as going door-to-door and pushing things, and any successful sales professional will tell you that that's not how sales works anyway, Um, That's like the lowest level of sales, right? The highest level of sales is you discovering what are people's needs, what are people's pain points, and only sharing your solutions when they're a good fit. That's the highest level of sales, that consultant, trusted advisor type sales. So actually, sell yourself isn't a bad phrase if you talk about selling yourself as as a consultant or a trusted advisor types of type of salesperson because you're going in, you're discovering, you're figuring out what the need might be that you could fill. And then you're sharing how you could be the solution when it's appropriate and in a way that is problem solving or solution solve providing, if you will, not in a way that's pushy. So that is something that, um, we've got to change our mind about what sales means first of all and how sales is really successful. Nobody's really that successful as a door to door salesperson long term, right? It burns you out. It's stressful. It doesn't work. So when you think about selling yourself, I would try to get that kind of picture out of your mind. And when you're thinking about building relationships and being a consultant, it's really more about figuring out what, where someone might need your skills and then being able to share how you can be that solution or offer a solution for their their problem in a a different way. So that consultant mindset, if you're already employed, it's a great time to start thinking about it, right? Because you don't have any pressure, you don't have the the need to have to go door, door to door, and you are just really thinking about how you can uncover the needs and figure out if those are needs that you want to be solution for. Those are 
customers, companies that you want to engage with and you don't have any pressure on you to make that move. When you are unemployed, that's when this approach can get more challenging faster, right? I got to get this done. I got to find a job and I don't have time to mess around with all of this um, relationship building stuff. So if you're employed, do it now. The other thing I would say, and this is one area you can start to gather gather around, what can you demonstrate? How can you demonstrate your work product? What do you have that you could put into some kind of quote-unquote portfolio? I'm not really talking like, you know, oh, everyone needs a portfolio. But this is something that consultants have to have, right? A list of um, people who can speak to their abilities, a list of the topics they can speak on. If they're a speaker, they have to have some kind of speaker video. If they're a website designer, they have a portfolio. If they're a financial consultant, they have some kind of work product that they can show people. For you as an employee, start thinking about what that looks like. Is it a dashboard you developed at work that you could make anonymous, take out the data, change the data, and put it up on of you actually doing something, right? Video resumes didn't really pan out. Nobody wants you to stand in front of a camera and just say what you want to say. Employers have moved to video interviews where they ask you the questions and you answer them. They're in control. They like that. They get the answers. They get the questions answered that they want. But there is video work product. You presenting at a conference, you exercising whatever your skill is, that can work. I saw something on LinkedIn where someone would, had created a song about themselves. And that can work if it's appropriate, if it, if, it's, if it fits, right? Something that demonstrates what you do, as, as Mark said, getting away from just being able to tell about what you do and maybe even tell those accomplishment stories, which is great. How can you even take it to the next step and be able to show some value having a project example, a work product, something that is tangible and people can hold on to. The other area of, of life, of course, as an employee, how does being a having a consultant mindset help you? As I was saying, HR is realizing that it's healthier for many employees to have kind of this consultant mindset where we stop thinking about trading hours for dollars and we start thinking about how we're bringing value to the employer. Employers are still trying to figure out how to handle this, right? If you're not trading hours for dollars, how do we track your value to to us if it's not how many hours a work a week you work? And of course, salary-based employees, um, in some ways, have been doing this for a lot of <laughs> silly tracking that goes on, even of salary employees. So you take the horns there and start thinking about what what are you really trading for dollars? What value do you bring to your company? This will help you not only think differently about your work, but also when it comes to time to talk about your promotion, talk about your your performance, you're thinking about it in a you're going to impress impress your boss when you start having that that conversation and thinking about it differently. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and finish up here talking about how 
your mindset as a consultant can help you as an employee, as a leader, and then circling back to overall what you can take away from this. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about how to think like a consultant. Talked about it in depth in terms of your job search with Mark Anthony Dyson, really how to flip that script in terms of waiting for someone to post something and you apply and instead trying to uncover those needs and and gaps through conversation and staying on top of trends in your industry, doing all the things your consultant friends do, right? Going to uh, professional conferences, targeted networking events, reading industry materials, and really just staying on top of what's going on so that you have that upper hand inside knowledge. And if you do apply for something, you're submitting your materials with that inside knowledge and, and not a blind um, not a blind approach there, cold call, if you will. And this 
you know, the idea of the gig or contract economy, people talk about a lot. And I, I think there are many of us who say, well, we don't participate in that because we have a full-time job. And that may be true. And yet this mindset will help you even looking for that full-time job or succeeding in your full-time job because of the way that the mindset of the business community is shifting as the contract worker and gig worker ideas kind of take rise. And what we're seeing is a transition from this kind of industrial society where it was clock in, clock out, trade your time for dollars kind of mindset to a information society, a high-level skills society where people are trying to figure out how to honor the work product and outcome that you deliver and the innovation and, and disruption, if you will, that you bring instead of just the widget or even an outcome sometimes can be a little bit um, like trading time for dollars if you're doing something where it's a, a measured outcome. So they're trying to figure out how to flip that script and how to connect with people on a different level. And the lady that I heard speak about this was talking about how, you know, there can be a lot of hype around employee benefits. You see it at Google or whatever it might be where they have a, you know, free lunch or they have a, whatever it might be. They, they have this great facility where people can work out or whatever it is, or they have a bus to work which are all kind of code for we run your life, right? But uh, they're, at her office, they, the HR lady I was listening to was talking about how they had um, bring your kids to work was part of it and then uh, alcohol in the fridge. But she said it wasn't, that wasn't why people stayed. It was because she had been able to figure out how to shift the mindset of the company from this trading hours for dollars to really valuing what they bring to the company in a more um, in a more obtuse way, in a more value-based way, and that that keeps people engaged, right? We want to see how we add meaning, and no one feels meaningful about a, a simple transaction of my hours for dollars. So they might think they do for a while, or maybe there are some people who that's they go to work and they feel that way. But most higher-level employees want to feel like they're contributing something. And when you figure out how to measure that and, and reward them for that, it helps. Well, that's something that we can all do for ourselves by looking at how we add value, looking at where we come in and bring that our special thing to improve our company, whatever that is. When we're able to identify it, then we can communicate it to our employer and help them come along in this process. It's not something that most people are are used to thinking about. So as an employee, when we start thinking this way, we can have different conversations with our bosses. We can start thinking about what does the company need? Where are the, the gaps in the company? Where are the problems? Where are the opportunities? And how can I bring value to that? When you're thinking about that frequently at work, you start to be a different employee. 
most of the time people call it initiative, right? But I think initiative uh, is not the higher level word that we're looking for here. It's really having that opportunity to engage in the business in a consultant-like way where you're really paying attention to what does the business need and how can I bring solutions for that? And when you're thinking about that, you become a much better employee and people go, wow, that person is innovative. They're thinking about how we can do things differently. And it doesn't have to take a lot of brain power necessarily just to pay attention and listen to what's going on in the organization and think about how you can offer solutions. What's wonderful about this as a leader, when you're looking forward and looking for opportunities and looking for gaps, is that, that creates opportunities for everything, everybody. Then a leader who is really just focused on managing their own tasks, because then most of the time they become a, a micromanager, whether they want to be or not, and they end up uh, stifling creativity within their team because they're not bringing in new opportunities. They're not bringing in new problems for the team to solve. They're not connecting that bigger meaning to the employee's work because they're so focused on just whatever their little piece of the pie might be. Now, of course, initiative can go too far and we can overstretch and we can be a loose cannon. But if you are looking for opportunities and you're vetting them for how can I add value to this based on my position, my skills, my role at the company, you'll probably avoid that and, and be more likely just to find ways that you can offer value because you are looking for those opportunities. Um, lots of the leaders that I've worked with have called that the white space. You know, Can you find the white space in the organization and figure out how you can add value there or what needs to be done there? And you really can't do that without a consultant mindset. And taking that consultant mindset at work where you're looking for those those things at company meetings, at, at uh, meetings of your group, your, your project group, your, um, you know, whatever that might look like. People often sit in meetings and just listen and kind of tune out. What would it look like if you were actually engaged in looking for what the opportunities were and where that white space might be and what, how you might add value to whatever the problem is? One, it'd probably be a lot more fun <laughs> to sit in those meetings. And two, you actually may start um, offering value in a different way, not just for your, your manager and others around you, but for yourself in and uncovering opportunities and doing something that seems meaningful, interesting, challenging, all of those um, pieces that the research shows we want at work to be satisfied at work, you may find that there's more opportunity to create that for yourself than you think when you have the opportunity to think about your work differently and think about the company's needs differently. So we are back again next week with another great guest and we hope that you'll join us then. In the meantime, you can reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E at careerthoughtleaders.com and we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. 
Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.